Thank you for tuning into Stepping Stones of Faith. Stepping Stones of Faith is a ministry of Claytonville United Brethren Church. Our service times are as follows. Sunday morning Sunday school starts at 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning worship starts at 10.30 a.m. If you would like to join us for any of these services, our address is 106 Elizabeth Street, Claytonville, Illinois, 60926. We hope to see you this morning. I love, I don't know if you've ever watched Duck Dynasty before, but I love Phil Robertson. And he said something, one time I was watching something he said, and he there's a, there's been a big, big thing here about a year ago or so, but with Bible collectors, Bible collecting Bibles that were goat skin and some certain size of GSM paper and no ghosting and all, all this stuff and premium Bibles. And he said this, he, and he's got one that's probably, probably got from Walmart, you know, and it's, he's used it and stuff. And he said, he said, all these premium Bibles, he said, just, just get a Bible and read it. You know, and that, that's so important. It doesn't have there to be is. anything premium it doesn't have to be a family bible it doesn't have to be leather and 32 gsm paper and smithsone and all these things that right. they can pull out there just get a bible and read it one that you can understand so you know king james is 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 pretty popular and it's and it's a go-to translation for a lot of denominations i personally have a hard time understanding it so i read the modern english version and i get a lot out of that that's what I use. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't buy I don't buy premium Bibles either, but I use my Bibles and I read my Bibles and I mark up my Bibles and I write in my Bibles yeah. and I study. And that that's the key. It doesn't matter what the Bible is, which which Bible it is or what the cover is. Are you using the inside? Who cares yeah. about the outside? Is the inside used? So, yeah. We got to So, do you know what uh, I don't know if it's okay to go on to verse 12, but it kind of goes into what you're speaking of, Pastor Josh. Yeah, sure. Verse go right uh, I'm just going to read verse 12 by itself, then I'll give you 13 to 16, brother. Verse 12, it says, Blessed are you, O Lord. Man, there's an exclamation mark after that in my Bible, brother. It says, Blessed are you, Lord. So he's excited. He says, Teach me your, there's a capital Y again, talking about God. Teach me your statues. So we can read God's word. We can read God's word as many times as we want, but sometimes uh, some people have a hard time understanding it. You were just speaking to that, Pastor Josh. So in this verse, the psalmist pleads with God to teach him. Teach me what I'm reading, Lord. I need your teaching right here and right now. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in and really helps us understand. And if that, if, if it's not, you know, God's the one you want to go to first, but if you have a pastor or you have a friend that you trust that knows the word of God, or you've got a, a, a Bible app that, um, or, you know, you go in and uh, you have a favorite commentator that you trust, go in and, and, and learn from those things. God had inspired the, he didn't, here, how, how do I say that? He inspired his word. And I believe these commentators uh, have been well, some of these commentators have been well studied. Like we use Charles Spurgeon and Matthew Henry and things like that here on this broadcast. Those are ones that we uh, have seen are tried and true, you know, that we believe and we know that uh, a lot of other um, uh, people full of the Holy Spirit use them also. But let me say this. Even though the psalmist seems like a student of the word, 
he's still, and it does. To me, it really seems to me like the psalmist is a student of the word, but he desires to be taught by God. Man, what? And then I said, what better teacher than the one, speaking of God, the one, the capital O, that inspired the very words that guide our lives as Christians? May we continually be learners of God's word. It will speak to you over and over and over again. I have heard so many people, so many older people that are students of the word, Pastor Josh, will say, I got something different out of that verse, and I've read it a hundred times, literally read it a hundred times. But God has planted something else by the power of the Holy Spirit within their heart that really grabbed onto them in that verse and said, I understand now. I get what's going on. And it even works. You know, it worked. It worked then. Right. Pastor Josh. Mm -hmm. And it's going to work today. It comes back to the 2020. It never dies. It's the only I was telling these kids yesterday. The word of God is the only thing that's going to be left from this earth. That's the only thing. I'm not saying this Bible per se, but his word will be with us in heaven. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the word of God. Am I right, Pastor Josh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It speaks okay, to that so he's, John. Okay, so he's going to be with us. But to be honest with you, I've thought through this a little bit. I can't wait to go look at the Bible in heaven. There is going to be a place where I can read his word still. I'm, I, I, I'm almost sure of it because it speaks to it that the word of God is going to live forever. Mm-hmm. Just like we're going to live forever if we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior in heaven. We'll have that opportunity. Now, on the flip side of it, I doubt that word of God's going to be in hell. It's going to be with the demons and the devil. He's not. I don't think that that's going to happen. It doesn't speak to that. You know no. what I mean? But it does speak to the fact that we will have the word of God forever and ever and ever. So that tells me that this word is going to speak to us for just decades and decades and centuries and centuries and millennia and millennia going forward it's just it's going to continue to speak to us just like it does today pastor josh and i think what you bring out is so important because i think if there is a place where we can read the scripture in heaven we'll have the best teacher in the world right there there it is you know what i'm saying i don't know i don't know if we'll have a situation where we won't understand it because the scripture says we will know and we will be known right but but if there is a point where we're, if there is a possibility of us saying, what does this mean in our, in our, in our mind or in our heart, all we got to do is walk to the temple, walk to the throne yeah. and say, yeah. what does this mean? Hmm. And then the teacher, Jesus <laughs> can, can explain it. Jesus yeah, can explain but, it. But I think the psalmist is saying, even right now, I mean, I, I kind of got off track there. Sorry about that, Pastor Josh. But I do that sometimes because I get so excited. But I think it's the psalmist is saying now, now we can learn from Jesus. Mm-hmm. All we need to do is look into this. Now, like I told you from the beginning when I started reading it, sometimes things get a little confusing for me. I'll be honest with you. I don't understand the whole Bible. And anybody that does will praise God. I'm glad for you. But something new seems to come to me on a regular basis. God knew that Psalm 119 verses 9 through 16 was exactly what I needed for today. I did all this research today, and he did, He knew that's exactly what I needed. So he taught me, even today, 
God taught me his word. So let me ask you a little bit about your devotional life then. When you when you read the word of God just in your devotional time, do you do you then before you start, do you then open with prayer and ask God to open your understanding to understand the word of God before you read? Or do you, or do you read and then as questions come, then you then you ask God those questions? You know, a lot of mine, and that's a great question, Pastor Josh, and I used to do that quite often. But I always I I, I literally take it that he's already there with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when, when I read his word. I believe he is already there with me. Now, I'm not saying that's not a good practice. That's a great practice. I have many times when, a lot of times when I'm doing my devotion, I'm doing it with my wife, the devotions that we do together. So we'll listen to them on our plan, okay? But I'm telling you, during that time, he is speaking. Why I'm listening to the word, God is also speaking to me about that word. I'll actually pause uh, between my wife and I, I'll pause it on the on the on the phone or on the computer and say, "Now, what do you think of this? Does this mean that this person was here? Does you know?" There's a number of questions I've asked my wife. What do you think about this? She'll go, "Well, I don't know," or maybe she'll know, and we'll go, "Well, we need to we need to study further into that, and we'll look at that." I'm not saying we look that up right at that time because we're trying to get through our devotion, but I'm just saying it's a great practice, Pastor Josh. Ask him to pour into your heart and teach you what his word says. And Mm -hmm. I have done that. I'm not saying I don't ever do it, but it was a very big, it was a very big practice for me when I first started reading the word of God, because I really didn't, I understand a lot of it. And that's not to say that I don't understand, I understand it all now, you know, but I'm learning. So I understand maybe, maybe uh, I don't say it physically out of my mouth, but I think my heart is reaching out to that word in such a way it says, teach me, O Lord. Mm-hmm. There you go. And I, and I and I and I think it's important to to have that kind of mentality because some people and I've and I've ran into people who say, well, I've done my yearly Bible reading plan. I don't need to read it again. You know, I don't need to do that. I've accomplished something. So therefore, I can then put it back on the shelf. Uh, that's not what this book is meant for. That's not what this book no. was 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 written for, or designed for. This book was written to be a something that you carry with you, physically. Some sometimes a lot of people carry their Bibles physically with them wherever they go. Some people mm. carry it with them in their heart. Mm. Personally, I when I don't have my Bible with me, I have it. You know, I have a I have a Bible app in my phone. If I can, mm-hmm. if I'm wanting to read something or something comes to mind, I want to study something, I just pull my phone out and start looking. Sure. Uh, yeah. But it's, but it's important to, to engage with the word of God every day. Um, you know, and, and Shannon, you can, you can agree with me. I know you, you do your devotions on the phone or on the, on the computer, but that doesn't mean you don't engage with the actual Bible every day. You still do. Absolutely. But, but I, I think it's important to not replace that time with God with something that's electronic solely. You can use electronics to help you, but I think it's important to engage with the actual Bible. Uh, and that might sound, sound legalistic in a way, but there's just something tangible about being able to grab this and flip through the pages and say, well, this sounds like John 1, and you go to John 1 from there, and you read John 1, and oh, that sounds like this, and then you go back here. God, what do you mean in this? And you have something in your hands. I think I think that's part of the engagement of of God, 
as well. I mean, you can engage in God in anything. But I mean, that, that to me, personally, to me, pers maybe this is just me. Maybe I'm weird. Everyone says I am. So maybe I am. But uh, to me, to have my hand on the Bible, to have my hands on a Bible, to me, feels more like I'm engaged with God. Not that I don't engage with God with the cell phone, because I do. Mm -hmm. But it just feels more tangible. And the Bible Pastor is tangible. Josh, I, and I understand what you're saying, but I'm not going to agree with you on that on 100%. And I think this is the first time that okay. we've ever disagreed <laughs> on anything like that. But all, let, me, let me put this to you, though. When I first became came back to the Lord, um, you know, the enemy, he wants you back. Mm -hmm. After you've came back to the Lord, the enemy really tries to come at you in many different ways. I'll be honest with you. I felt like uh, there was even like demons in my room. You know what I mean? So I'd have to pray them away. And what I would do is I would take the very word of God and I would lay it on my chest when I went to sleep. Mm -hmm. I'm not kidding you. Like it was protecting me. Now, right, I don't right. know. Just physically for me, that worked at that time. Whether it did or didn't, maybe I'll never know, and maybe I will. But it made me go to sleep a lot better. Let's just put it that way. You know well, what I mean? Well, so, like I said, like I said, I I might just be. That's my perspective and and my feeling. It is. So, so I might be the one that's weird in the room. <laughs> that, then that's okay. I, I think weird is cool, Pastor Josh, and so does the rest of the world. If you've yeah. looked at it lately, weird is cool. So weird. what I'm what else I'm trying to say is I don't want to be re religious, uh, be a religious person, and I know you don't either. Trust me, Pastor Josh. I know you don't want that, but I think sometimes we can put too much focus on what is of the old and not take up what is of the new. Right. We, it's the very same word. It does the very same thing in my heart uh, as this does. But there are times. Now, when I preach, I love to have the word of God right there with me. Even, even though I'll have it written up in my notes when I go to preach, I still, like yesterday when I talked to the students and I was talking to them about the word of God, guess what I had in my hand? I had the physical copy of, of the Bible, not just online. Now, they understood it because they were students. That most of theirs is probably done online, mm -hmm. but I want them to know that I've got it open right now. That's what I'm reading from. You know what I mean? I'm right, not reading right. off my phone. Right. So then, um, I like it both ways, Pastor Josh. Right. This is what I'm just like you said. And, and I'm not I'm not I'm not discounting. The sure. No, I, 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 I use it. I use it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, uh, for me, I think it's for me personally. This is not just everything. Sure. So, so don't so don't take this as this has to be this way because Pastor Josh says right. so. But right. for me personally, it's important for me personally to engage with sure. both. Now that that's could be good. and and that's different for you and that's different for maybe mm -hmm. different for somebody else. But sure. for me personally, as a, as a person, it's important for me to engage with both because it's which is good. There is a there is a convenience in a phone when you don't mm -hmm. have your Bible with you. Yes, um, but I I love my phone. In that, if I don't understand something, I can just pop up you version and it'll read it to me. Mm. And a lot of times, that's a lot easier mm. than if I'm doing something or driving. I love doing that when I'm driving. I, I can put my phone up there and put you version up there, and I can listen to the Word of God while I'm driving. And that's yeah. that's that that's a matter of convenience, but you but you can still engage with the Lord in that. Absolutely. So, so I'm not I'm not discounting either one. I just tend to use both. And sure. I use exclusively the physical Bible. Sure. Maybe I'm legalistic. Maybe I'm weird. You ask the lady in the other room, she'll tell you I'm weird. But, you know. 
What do you got to say? It is what it what, is. What do you got to say? It is what it is, right? <laughs> it is what it is. You, 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 the Lord gave you a good thing. He gave you a wife. <laughs> yes. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Anyway. So where were we? We were at um, We were at verse 13 Chapter, through 16. Yeah, 13 through 16. Mm-hmm. So th- I will go ahead and read those if that's that's acceptable. With my lips, I declare, this is Psalm 119, verse verse 13 through 16. With my lips, I declare all the decrees of your mouth. I rejoice in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate, not mediate, meditate on your precepts and keep my eyes on your ways. I will delight in in your statutes. I will not forget your word Amen. man so so again these are things that we could not do had we not engaged however we engage with it if we don't engage with it how are we ever going to remember it to be able to say to god i will not forget it uh, i will rejoice he says i first off at third just with my lips i will declare all of your decrees of your of your mouth we need to be and this is what I always tell people, comfort zone issues. A lot of people have comfort zone issues. I don't want to speak to people because I'm not a people person. This is not who I am. Baloney. Get past that comfort zone. Talk to people about the Lord. When I got saved, I was not a people person either. I was a shy person. You know what I was told to do? You got saved. Now go tell people you got saved. Mm-hmm. Now go and tell people what God did for you. Did I, did I, was that easy for me? No. No, it wasn't. Not at the time. I was the guy in in English class. I had to give an oral book report that you could hear the whole floor rattling because I was shaking the podium so much. You know, that's how how afraid I was to speak publicly about things. But I was told you go and you tell people what God has done for you. And that's a comfort zone issue. And we so much have comfort zone issues where I don't want to do that. I my my religion's private. My, you know, God has done this, God has done this, but I don't have to share it because I'm not the kind of a person. Baloney. He says we're to be witnesses. Witnesses. That's where our first call is to be a witness. And so that is not solely just by living your life. You can, you, you can live a life before God and be a witness in that way. But that's only part of it. You're to speak out the word of God. You're to declare God's message as well. And he says, I, I rejoice in the way of your testimonies as much as, as in your riches. Does God make us happy? You know, there, there should be a change in our spirit, you know, and so many people, so many mm-hmm. Christians, so many Christians, if, if, if they were, if they were, uh, if they were not Christians or Christians by their attitude, you wouldn't know the difference. And, and I'm not saying that that's, some people have bad days and bad weeks and bad months and sometimes even bad years uh and they're still following god but and they're going through something much like you had a funk last week i'm sure you know it to be around you might have been a little different than it is today last Mm -hmm. week but that doesn't mean that that's who you are it's just a moment of of relying on god so there's a difference there but i but i think it's important that even when we go through something, we have this joy of knowing that as we're walking through, as you, as you shared with me earlier, it felt like you were walking out of death as you're going through that valley of the shadow of death. Mm -hmm. 
that you understand that part of the scripture. Thou art with me, mm. or you are with me. Do you understand that portion of it? And that brings mm. you joy. Even though you're going mm -hmm. through a trial, you still should have a joy that God's walking with you. Absolutely. And, and then, he, then he says, I will, I will meditate on your precepts and keep my eyes on your ways. You've got to engage. How are you going to meditate on the word of God if you're not engaged in it? This is all about, basically, you can wrap this up in a whole one sentence and say, get into your Bible and read it. That's mm -hmm. basically what he's saying. Meditate on his precepts. Meditate on the word of God. If you're not engaging with it, you can't do that. You can't rely on God to bring you all the knowledge of scripture if you're not putting it in. I was a, I was a computer student in college. And there was a thing, you probably remember garbage in, garbage out. You know, kind of thing. You put garbage in, put wrong programs in the computer. You're not going to get the correct ones either. Garbage in, garbage out. Same thing with God. If you don't put good things into your heart, you're not going to get good things out. The word of God, you put it in your heart. You'll be able to meditate on it. That's mm -hmm. that, that's out of your heart. Through your life of working with working and meditating on God's word. Keep my eyes on your ways. Focus. Mm -hmm. That's focus. If you look at, you know, I'm not wearing my glasses because I can't see with them and I can't see without them. But I can focus on the screen. You can focus on things. Spiritually, we should focus on God's word. We should focus on God, spiritually speaking. I'm not saying, you know, you get down there and you get to your word and you focus like this and you stay there. But you know that God wants us to, to rely on him, to focus on him spiritually as to be able to get through our hard times, our trials and our tests, our victories. Focus on God in your victories. Number one, it ain't all about you. If, if, if you, if, if you end up going through a victory, that's like you said, now there was a breakthrough this week in something you were going through. You can't say, Oh boy, I, through my fortitude and my resolve, <laughs> I broke through. No, 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 no. That's a victory from God. You focus mm -hmm. on God and you allow God to minister to you in that. Mm -hmm. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Mm -hmm. We need to be, we need to, we need to have joy. Like, like we're talking about reading the word of God. And we talked about earlier about it being either being a, a, obligation religious thing or something that is brings delight and we desire to do because we want to do it there's the difference there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know some some mainline denominations uh, tell you you, know, you should read the word of god but they give you things you should do in order to be absolved and so you do that out of obligation with a goal in hand that you're going to be absolved but what god is saying here through the psalmist is that we are to Go to God in such a way that we're not doing it to get something out of it. Our end goal is not, what can I get out of this? My end goal is to pleasing God and, mm -hmm. and, and just desiring to be with him. Whether I get understanding of it or not, my goal is to be with God. And my desire is to be with God. And that brings joy. That brings this, this desire to continue. Uh, wanting to declare see see if 
I'm I'm going on and I'm preaching and I'm sorry, but I'm but but if we if we do these things, these comfort zone issues will fall away. God will give us an empowerment to be able to be a witness. God will give us an empowerment to be able to give us a desire to to, to move away from comfort zones and and do things that God wants us to do. Now, we 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 can talk about it a little bit and I think maybe we should touch on it. When I said empowerment mm-hmm. by God, by the Lord to be a witness. If you look in the book of Acts chapter 2. Now, Shannon and I both are Pentecostals. If you look in the book of Acts chapter 2, Jesus told them in chapter 1, verse 8, go and tarry into your endued with power from on high. And then he said, you will be my witnesses. So he didn't tell them to go and wait for him to be, to for this endowment of power so that they could just be wasting their time or so that they could say, look what I got. It was to be an empowered witness. You see, if you look at what happened to Peter from, from the time of the crucifixion to the time of the empowerment, look at the shift of the temperament. He was running and hiding. They were hiding away in a room after he was crucified and, and three days for three days they, they were doing that until he had showed himself after the resurrection. What happened after the 10 days? He was out in the temple courts amongst all the religious people preaching a sermon. Read that in, in Peter's sermon there in Acts. What a change happens because he had an experience with God and the experience with the Lord. And this is what you can get if you engage in the word and experience with God that you can be able to be a witness, a greater witness for God. Yeah, that just goes to show you that the word had been in Peter. He'd learned it his whole life, and he'd been with Jesus. So now he's even, you know, got more of the word within him. You know, he's got the New Testament word within him now. Everything's starting to change, and he's been changed from uh, religious ways to the, the life of Jesus, to live a life towards Jesus, for Jesus. But I, I think it's I think that's a really good point that um, we see that drastic change in him. And that's the same thing we should see in us as we read the word. It should be changing us each and every day. It really should. And it always changes you to the good. The word isn't going to change you to the bad, I promise. There'll be, there'll be struggles on how to even do things that the Bible wants you to do. But that's the struggle that you'll have as a human being with sin within you. There'll be a serious struggle there, but I think you said it right. When you talk about we're Pentecostals, we always go back now to we have a teacher. We have someone that can teach us, and that's the Holy Spirit, what we can do this work with this word and take it out into places. Um, if we want to sh- live a life of purity, we will, even as young, it spoke of young people in these verses, but it really speaks to all of us. If we want to live a life of purity, we're going to stay in his word. We're, we're going to engage his word, but we're also going to engage him and others outside of us. I mean, I know I'm kind of talking about the same things you've talked about, but that's we have to engage in all those things. We have to engage with God. We have to engage in his word. and We have to engage with uh, uh, others. We must do that. That's what the New Testament tells us to do. Go and be and make disciples in this world. And that doesn't have any, I mean, don't get me wrong, you can see a form of how to do that through Acts. You can see 
how that can be done in a really good way as building up churches and things like that. But personally, find somebody each day and just talk to them. You don't have to quote scripture left and right. Just talk to them and be, be Jesus to them. Be Jesus with skin on. That's what I've always said. I just want to be Jesus with skin on. Lord, use me however you want. Tear me down if you need to and build me back up to do your work and guide me and take me wherever uh, the Lord's your ministry is taking us. Lord, we're yours. But my last thing I want to say, the most important thing, and it was right here at the end, I will delight myself in your statues. In other words, your word. And I will not forget your word. I said, most importantly, may we delight ourselves in his word. We must be joyful people of his word, not faking it. Trust me, folks, he knows the difference. May, and I, I said this, may we never forget his word because, and this is a big because, because it brings life to us in every way imaginable. And it does. It brings life to us when we least suspect it. It brings life to us when we're sleeping. He never sleeps or slumbers. His word's always going on. We know, know within us, as long as we're staying within it, studying it, talking to people about it, it's, you just need to keep it in front of you at all times. And that's I want to go back to what you started out with, Pastor Josh. Is is that that's what the Israelites did? They put it on them where they could see it everywhere, on their heads, on their forearms, um, on their clothes, whatever, wherever, on their door panels as they walked into the door. Uh, the Lord, you know, the Lord protect this house and things like that and keep us safe. We need to be doing those things all the time. When we go for a drive somewhere, when my wife and I go for a drive somewhere, we pray the word. If we're going somewhere, we need to pray the word over us, and we use Psalm 91 for that. You know, protect us, O oh Lord. Give your angels charge over us to make it where we need to go and help us get back, and may we not get stopped or, you know, any, I mean, a number of things that I'll pray over that as God leads. But that is the same thing as keeping it before you. As long as you're praying those things, you're keeping the word of God before you. Go ahead, Pastor. Tom. And see that—that's what um, what we're what we're what we're saying to you today. You can find it in Peter's experience because Peter went from religion to relationship mm -hmm. in the moment. From the the he was he was all about religion up until he was he was given this empowerment in Acts chapter two, then it was relationship. It was also mm -hmm. relational when Jesus was with them, but he all, but if you notice, they also went back to, uh, they were also, you know, keeping the law, but Jesus was with them, but it wasn't until after Jesus appeared to them in the, in the resurrection. And then the empowerment mm -hmm. in Acts two, that it went from a relationship right. to a religion. And there's a point in the scripture where Jesus breathed on them and said, re 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 receive the Holy spirit. Yes. And I, and I see that as being the, the new Testament um, account of being a born again believer mm -hmm. because they were, they they've went from religion to relationship at that point. And that's what we're calling you to have go from religion mm -hmm. To relationship with Jesus. And how are you going to do that? Being a person of the word, being a person of prayer, and a person of repentance, just like Peter Amen. was, just like we were. Amen. So, with that being said, I want to go ahead and leave you with a blessing. This was Psalm 119, verses 9 through 16. Next week will be, next time we will be doing 17 through 24. And so, 
read ahead on that if you want to. If those listening or watching this, read ahead on those and get some understanding, take notes, do those things, and uh, God will bless you for it. So I want to leave you with a blessing. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he put his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. So I'm Pastor Josh for Shannon Bale. Would you like to go ahead and close in prayer, Shannon, and then we will end the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you, Pastor Josh. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time we've had and walk through the Psalms. Lord, we learn so much about your word from your word. It is so amazing how you take this amazing uh, work of art that you take and you put many authors with it. You give many different uh, backgrounds of people to write it. But Lord, it all comes back to one thing, and that is what's in our heart. And we need to continue to pour into our heart your word, Lord. Father, it comes to your word comes together in so many different ways, Father. But you are still the same God. And whatever that word has been uh, meant to do, it is going to do today. Even if those, those who are listening today, Father, or will listen to this in the future, Father, you're going to do a work in them. They're going to understand you and have a closer relationship with you because your word is working within their heart. Father, may we continue to have your word in our heart and may we continue to use it to build up others as we go about doing the life that you have given us, Lord. Father, we thank you for this wonderful time, and I just ask that you bless each and every one that listens to this, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm Pastor Josh. You can find the podcast of this version on any major podcasting platform. It is out there for you to peruse. You can download them for free and listen to them offline if you prefer, or you can listen to them online. You then, And this will be also on YouTube here shortly. I've got to get it edited and put it out there. But it will be out there as well. If you want to listen to the radio station, the radio station is U, Claytonville UB Radio on Zeno.fm. There's an app on Android or iOS. Download the Android or iOS app from the Play Store, and you can listen to Zeno.fm. Just type in Claytonville UB Radio, and it will come in, and you can listen to it there. If you want to listen to the podcast, again, any major podcasting platform, just type in Stepping Stones of Faith. And it'll come up for you as well. And also, if you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead, like, and subscribe to the videos. And I appreciate it. For Shannon Bale, I'm Pastor Josh. God bless you. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Stepping Stones of Faith. I pray that you find value in this content. You can also find an audio podcast of this program on all the major podcasting platforms. Just type Stepping Stones of Faith into the podcast search bar. Once again, I'm Pastor Josh. Thank you for joining me today.